Hello, and welcome to the Buying and Selling Businesses Show. My name is Philip Jepson. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the biggest questions that any of us can have when we're thinking about buying a business. That question is, how much is the business worth? What should I pay for this business? What does the owner expect me to pay for this business? At the end of the day, a business like any other asset, is worth what someone is willing to pay for it. There is no absolute value. There is no absolute price that is definitively correct for any business. Having said that, we've all got to start somewhere. We need a method to use to try and figure out most likely what a business is worth. And there are three pretty well-established approaches to valuing a business. I'll talk first about the one that we're least likely to use, so let's get that out of the way. This is a valuation method called discounted cash flow. It's an accounting approach to valuing any asset that is likely to generate revenue over the long term. The question is, how much revenue is it likely to generate and what is that revenue worth in today's money? And the discounted cash flow approach is trying to answer that question. There are two reasons why it's not the best methodology to use in looking particularly at small and medium-sized businesses. The first reason is that it's very complicated. And when I say very, I mean very complicated. And you need to have a pretty good handle on uh, advanced maths and accounting to really be able to deploy this effectively. The second is that this method works best where an asset is likely to produce a reasonably consistent financial return over quite a long period of time. And the thing with small businesses is that they are the speedboats of the economy. They're very versatile, they're very flexible, and they can move around pretty quickly. And that makes it hard to value them on a discounted cash flow basis because you can look ahead five years in a small business, you've got no idea what state it might be in or what it might be doing over that sort of time frame. So if we can't use discounted cash flow, what can we use when we're wanting to value a small or medium-sized business? If you think about it logically, there is a figure that the business should not be worth less than. And that's the value of the assets that the business owns. Obviously, minus its liabilities, minus its debts. So if you look at the net asset value of the business, I'll say that's the value of all of the assets of the business, so machinery, property, cash, accounts receivable, stock, less 
what it owes to its creditors and what it owes to the bank, then that in pretty concrete terms gives you a valuation for the business. There are occasions where businesses are sold for less than their net asset value and that's the market supply and demand scenario coming into play. But generally you'll find the opposite to be the case which is a business is actually valued at an amount significantly higher than its net asset value. So net asset value gives us a starting point but probably in most situations doesn't give us the whole answer. The most common approach used to value a small or medium-sized business is some multiple of its profits. It made a profit this year of say $100,000 or £100,000. It's likely to make a profit next year and the year after and the year after. If I'm going to sell you a business that makes those kind of profits, then you should pay me an amount which reflects that. And generally that's done by taking a multiplier of the profit. So that all sounds pretty straightforward. What you've then got to think about is what do I mean by profit? And secondly, what kind of multiplier are we talking about? If you think about a business's accounts, then you see profit recorded at a number of different levels. I mean, the first level is gross profit, which is simply the sales that the business makes, less the direct costs of making those sales. The business then has, then has a raft of expenses which get added in to take you down to pre-tax profit and then you pay the taxes so you then get the after-tax profit. So which profit level should we be looking at when? The answer is that there is no answer. It's very common, particularly for sellers and brokers, to want to look at a value which is a multiple of operating profit or EBITDA. Now that's quite a high level because it comes in only just under gross profit. So it's quite a big number. If you take a multiple of pre-tax profit, which is the profit after all the expenses have come off, then that's a smaller number. It all ends up as being swings and roundabouts though, because if you take the higher profit number, then you're going to apply a lower multiplier. And if you take a lower profit number, you'll apply a higher multiplier. Typically, for small businesses, valuation is around a multiple of three of operating profit or EBITDA, or perhaps a multiple of five times pre-tax profit. The best way is probably to do both calculations. And if you are right or right-ish, then the value you come out with should be roughly similar either way you look at it. The profit is the profit, so that figure should be pretty standard with any given business. So if I make $100,000 profit, then that's the number we're going to multiply by in order to get the valuation. The question then is the multiplier. How high should the multiplier be and what factors impact that? There are two main sets of factors that can affect the multiplier. One are market factors because it's quite possible that there'll be a going rate in the market for a multiplier for businesses of that type. And clearly, if that is the case, then the seller or their representatives are going to be trying to tie you to that. The second relates to the quality of the business itself. And either its profit margins, 
So the higher the profit margins, the higher the multiplier will be. Or the predictability and sustainability of the profit and the revenue in the business. The more predictable, the more sustainable the revenue is, then the more the business is worth because the less the uncertainty to the buyer. So in most situations, when you want to value a small business, you start with the balance sheet and you start by looking at the value of the assets, the net asset value. Once you've done that, you know that in most cases, that's the least you could possibly hope to pay and that it's quite likely you're going to be paying more than that. Having done that, you then need to go to the profit and loss statement to understand what the profits of the business are at different levels. And the two key ones are the operating profit or EBITDA and the pre-tax profit. Before you figure out what that profit number is, you need to double check the deductions to make sure that you add back in deductions which don't really relate to the value and quality of the business. So for example, if you're doing a valuation based on pre-tax profit, the owners may well have taken out salaries for themselves before the pre-tax number. If that's the case, they may well have paid themselves over the odds. And if you were going to replace the owner with someone else, you'd have to pay them less. So in looking at the profitability and the value of the business, you should really add that number back in because it reflects then the true value of the business. When you're negotiating with sellers or their representatives, most of the discussion will be around what they call multipliers and multiply cans. So basically the correct profit number that you should be applying the multiplier to and what the multiplier itself should be. And to some extent, both of these things can be a matter of opinion. From the buyer's point of view, though, there is only one thing that really matters. And that is... If I buy this business for an amount of money, how many years is it going to take for the business to generate enough profit to pay off the amount of money that it's cost me to buy it? That's the key calculation that any buyer needs to do in every circumstance. And this is true regardless of the source of the finance that's used to buy the business. The question is the same. How many years is it going to take for the business to generate sufficient profit and sufficient cash to pay off the money that I have used to buy it? If the answer to that is somewhere between three years and five years, then you're in the right region. Once it starts to go beyond five years, then you're getting to the point where the price is too high unless you're looking at a business that does have very strong and predictable profits and cash flows. As the buyer, you're taking a risk. The risk you're taking is that at some point in the future, the business will not generate as much as it does now or not generate enough to cover the finance that you're using to buy it. And the longer period that it's going to take you to pay it off, the more exposed you are. So generally, I try to create a scenario where the revenue from the business is likely to pay off the money that I'm using to buy it within three to five years.
One final point on this, when you are doing your projections about future revenues, profits and cash flows, don't be too optimistic. So there'll be two sets of calculations here. If you take the current revenue and profit generating capability of the business and apply, say, a 5% uplift to revenue year on year, that will give you a good base to calculate from when you're looking at can this business pay for itself in less than five years. It may be that you're going to be able to increase revenues by a lot more than that and profit by a lot more than that, but I wouldn't base my calculations on my optimistic forecasts. You need to protect your downside, which means you need to be conservative in the way that you forecast the future performance of the business. Business valuation is obviously one of the key skills of any entrepreneur, whether they're looking to buy or whether they're looking to sell. As I've said already, at the end of the day, a business is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. But as you've heard, there are some guidelines which give you a pretty good idea of what the market value of the business is, whether you're a buyer or a seller. And also we've talked about what the key criteria are, particularly for the buyer in looking at a business and looking at the pricing that's been applied to it. I hope that you found this helpful. If you're interested in partnering with me on deals, if you're interested in potentially injecting funding into deals, and if you either have a business and are looking for succession, or you know people who have businesses where they're looking for succession, then I would be delighted to hear from you. For now, I want to say thank you for listening. And this has been the Buying and Selling Businesses Show.